Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is the third episode of Leave It To Me with Manuel Lugo. And lucky for you, I'm your host. I forgot where I was going with that. Um, if you haven't already, please leave a like and subscribe. It would mean the world to me. Because it's not hard, you know? All you have to do is just click the button. You don't have to pay money. I'm not an OnlyFans. You know, you don't have to pay to get mouthwatering content. Uh, mouthwatering content is free. All you have to do is just subscribe, you know, and then it's already there. So that would mean a lot to me. Um, anyway, it would be cool if you guys could leave some comments, more comments. I want to know what you guys think, whether you agree, disagree, or whatever it is. I want to know. Um, I'm showing you my news. Please respond, you know, pretty much. How's, how's, uh... How's work and school going for everybody? You know, I just started school last week. Um, Monday, it was uh, pretty shitty because uh, at first it was uh, in person, and then you know I was just like, I think I like living under my rock better, you know. So. Now I'm taking four online classes. It's not that bad, you know, pretty good classes that I'm taking. And I'm satisfied, you know. I think anybody who takes more than four classes is crazy. And they have to leave a like and subscribe. Or else Gluttonous Manny will show up and eat you. You know. Um, I wanted to start out with, uh, with talking about something that's been around social media recently. Um, really hateful and divisive stuff going on right now as if we weren't already divided um, yeah I've noticed a lot of people posting and commenting false information about what's going on and I think that contributes nothing into progressing as a society, you know, um, that just keeps us divided. We're not going to get anywhere with false information, you know. Yes, I'm talking about the Jacob Blake shooting. What happened, right? Last Sunday, Kenosha, Wisconsin, 29-year-old Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back by police officer Rustin Shesky. What I know what I know and can confirm is that eyewitness neighbors say that Blake was trying to break up an altercation between two females. Police were called because of the altercation between the two females. Um, video recording by Michelle Smith shows that Blake seems to be struggling with the officers because it looks like they're trying to detain him. Um, the video was recorded on a potato so I can't really tell what, what in detail what happened, but it, you can see that he's, uh, it looks like he's trying to get detained and he's like trying to struggle out of it. This is the video taken on the sidewalk. The other video is uh, by Rayshon White. He recorded this from his apartment. Um, White tells CNN that one of them had Blake in a headlock and was punching him in the ribs and Another officer was pulling his arm. Then, it is confirmed by attorney Benjamin Crump, representing Blake, 
that an officer, a female officer, tased Blake, which is when you can see that he leans on his car. This is when he's like this. And then this is where White began recording. And Blake is seen going around to the gray SUV to the driver's side. And this is when the three officers follow up with, with weapons drawn. I can't tell. I can't tell what they were what they were saying exactly. Wait, is this recording? Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. I can't tell what the officers were were saying. The audio is pretty bad, so I'm not gonna make anything up because I I really can't tell what they were saying. Um, so I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, as he gets to the driver's side, you can see. It's when Blake opens the door. It's not clear what he's trying to do, and we don't know. But what is clear is the seven gunshots all hitting Jacob Blake. They checked out the vehicle. They investigated it. Um, it was found that there was like a knife on the floorboard of the driver's seat. That is an important part in how the case plays out. Like, that is super important. That being said, I don't think that Blake would try to go 3v1 uh, while he had weapons drawn on him. And he planned to use a knife to take down three officers with a knife. And not to mention that he had uh, his three kids in the back of the car. So, yeah. His three, five, and eight-year-old all had to see his father, their father, get shot seven times. Right after the shooting, Blake was taken to the hospital to undergo immediate surgery. It was reported that he had kidney and liver damage, as well as getting parts of his small intestine and colon removed. In addition to that, he also had at least a bullet go through most of his spinal cord. If that's not enough, if he didn't get shot enough times, he also got shot in the arm. Even though he's in critical condition, he's uh, paralyzed from the waist down. For reasons I do not know why, he is handcuffed to his hospital bed. I don't know why. He can't, literally can't walk. Where, where the fuck is he going to go? What? Why? Why, well, why is he handcuffed? I don't know. We don't know. We do know, but, you know. Um, Blake had an arrest warrant out for him since early July. He was charged with third-degree sexual assault, disorderly conduct, and criminal trespassing back in May. However, the Kenosha Police Department has... Yet to say whether the officers were aware about the warrant, so they're they're not they're not saying whether the officers knew or they didn't know. We don't know. Uh, many. This is what I'm talking about about the false information on social media and shit. A lot of comments on Twitter were trying to say that he was a child rapist, which is simply not true. You can disprove this with a simple search. And his court cases, his uh, court charges are online, and there's not a single one that has to do with that, with uh, child rape. That's not on there, so 100% bullshit. 
Benjamin Crump, the attorney attorney representing Jacob Blake, is famous because he's also represented Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. Um, yeah, this is still an early case. Uh, definitely more facts to be released to the public, especially on a daily basis, so I would keep up with that. Um, I'm just telling you as much as I know, as much as the public is given, so it's going to be important how, how this plays out. The U.S. Department of Justice has also confirmed a civil rights investigation after the incident. Evidence and details are still coming out. Uh, it's also important to know that there is no body cam footage simply because the Kenosha Police Department doesn't have them equipped on their officers. As of right now, the Kenosha Police Department is declining to provide information and details as to what happened that day. But Shesky and the other officers are, are on administrative leave right now. After the incident, more protests began to happen. Um, on top of the ones that were going on already in the country, uh, this just uh, started more protests. And a particular one, Tuesday night, 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse from Antioch, Illinois, about 20 miles from Kenosha, Wisconsin, showed up to a protest to join armed vigilantes to protect the local businesses in the area. Rittenhouse was armed with a rifle and a medical kit. He told an interviewer that if someone is hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle. I've got to protect myself, obviously. End quote. In the video, it can be seen that Rittenhouse is running away from a man trying to throw what seems to be a bag filled with something. Uh, once again, people are saying that it's a Molotov cocktail. I watched the video so many times. Uh, I have a rough idea what Molotov cocktail looks like. Play Call of Duty. That's not what a Molotov cocktail looks like, you know. There, there wasn't even fucking fire in the bag. So doesn't look like a Molotov cocktail. Just looks like a bag filled with something. Um, so yeah. The man was 26-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum. Uh, Rittenhouse then proceeded to shoot and kill Joseph Rosenbaum. Shot him in the head. And this is when people rushed to Mr. Rosenbaum. And try to provide him with uh, attention because he got shot in the head and he was bleeding. So they were trying to get him to a hospital. Um, this is when in the video you can see that Rittenhouse gets on his phone. He calls his friend and then he says, I just shot somebody. He then, like, he doesn't run. He, like, he, like jogs down the street as people are, like, chasing him. He then trips and falls. This is when uh, Anthony Huber, one of the people who saw him shoot somebody, tries to disarm him with a skateboard. But then, Huber takes a fatal shot to the stomach. Rittenhouse shot him right in the stomach. 
After that, Gage, Gro Gage Crossroads comes up to Rittenhouse with his handgun drawn. Before he could do anything, Rittenhouse shoots him in the right bicep. And there's a video. Uh, half of his bicep is gone, or a quarter of a bicep. It's just brutal how how much he lost a lot of bicep. And um, so, yeah, he kills two people and injures one, then gets up, walks past police, and leaves. Crosses state lines back to his hometown, Illinois, Antioch. The next day, I guess he woke up after killing two people and injuring one. He gets up and turns himself in on Wednesday and charged on Thursday with first-degree reckless homicide, first-degree intentional homicide, and attempted first-degree in intentional homicide, as well as possession of a daily of a dangerous weapon. Obviously, he was a in that state. He's not allowed to carry at 17. He was charged with a total of five felonies and one misdemeanor. Before this, uh, Rittenhouse explained that he was trying to assist police and deal with rioters. The Kenosha Guard, the military in charge of protecting the businesses in that area, put a public call to arms on their Facebook page. Uh, they said that Rittenhouse was not accepted in the group. They didn't want him. That being said, that didn't stop Rittenhouse from crossing state lines and joining the guard and defending the businesses and essentially acting like a member. When we see things like that going on, sometimes we like to distract ourselves. We like to play a game, um, read a book, beat your meat, um, or watch sports. But um, this has affected sports due to the recent tragedies going on in America. Even sports have come to a somewhat stop. Uh, on Wednesday, I was waiting to watch a soccer game with my dad. They were they were supposed to play. Atlanta United was supposed to play against Inter Miami FC. We waited like forty minutes, and uh, after that long wait, they announced that they weren't going to play due to the Jacob Blake protests. Um, this isn't just soccer, though. This is the WNBA, NBA, and MLB. They postpone their games. I think this is good, though. Even though many might disagree with me, I think that this is an important time for anyone with a platform to speak about the injustices going on in the country, especially if they have such a big platform with a lot of supporters. Uh, of course, yeah, I'm I'm upset uh, I didn't get to watch the game, but I'm also happy that I that I get to see these sports teams recognize the violence and inequality in our country. And what's even better is that like they're they're demonstrating that they can't play as these injustices are still occurring. Um, that being said, though, sports te sports teams have been showing their support for a while, whether it's like BLM armbands or training kits or like kneeling. I remember uh, there was like an MLS match a few days ago, 
not like maybe a month ago, a month, that he was kneeling for the amount of time that George Floyd was on the ground. So yeah, I do believe that having a platform, especially a big one, once again, is important when it comes to the fight for human rights and equality. Um, so yeah, what happens when uh, you're, let me see. So what happens when uh, your entertainment is taken away? Um, you have no other outlet. Um, you could just watch the national conventions, you know, the especially the Republican national convention. It was this week. And the week before was the Democratic national co uh, convention. These conventions are really interesting. Mm, if you don't know how a convention works, let me explain it to you. The point of these uh, conventions is to display and promote the political party platform. Uh, in the convention, the presidential and vice presidential nominee is finalized. In order to be the presidential nominee, the candidate would have to win the majority of the delegates. Uh, delegates are people authorized to represent others as an elected representative to a po political party conference. These delegates are either pledged and have to support the candidate they were awarded by primaries or caucuses. Or there are some delegates that are unpledged and can't support any, anybody they want to. Th these are like your congressmen, senators, governors. Um, these are important though these conventions are important because like they help people like reassure their votes and um, like really make up their mind on who they want to vote for uh, it's like especially for people who who are undecided these are these are like really important for for people who who have no clue who they want to vote for so like take a look at that um, there's mashups on YouTube uh, that you could check out and like just check it out. You know, it's it's really interesting how how they uh, how they uh, do those conventions. But uh, the people who get to speak at conventions they vary a lot. Um, a big goal of both parties is to show diversity. So like they want to show like as many Hispanic, Asian, Indian, African American, all those all those type of people. Um, like they don't want to show that it's only exclusive to one one type of party or people uh, it also gives opportunity old and new members of the party to speak and so like maybe a, a new member will start getting some some support and and when you watch a, a, an old member you'd be like oh I remember him don't know why that's important but you know it just happens old people speak at the parties all the time this year the democratic national convention was held in wisconsin center in milwaukee uh, and the republican national convention was held in charlotte north carolina so yeah i recommend watching the the short mashups on youtube the fact checking all that is important and um may maybe even help you vote uh make up your decision so check that out no big deal so yeah i think we have 
think we have our informative stuff out. So let's get a little naughty. Oh, by the way, uh, you guys were wondering about the hat. It is a soccer team hat. So if you guys were curious, it's a Atletico Madrid. So, but you guys know what's going on right now. I swear, I swear one day, um, that light is gonna fall on me. So yeah, let's uh, let's begin our mystery segment. I think that uh, we needed, I needed to have some more variety, and because uh, I was planning to do another missing persons case, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't think that I'm gonna. I, I need a Lacroix. Fuck. Take my mind off things. Isn't that like <laughs> That's the most bitch thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need a LaCroix. Who needs Who the fuck needs a LaCroix? Ooh. Oh, those bubbles always hit. But uh let's start with the mystery segment. I think that I needed to vary my options more because I was planning to do a you know, a missing persons case, but um I was like, wow, why don't I change it up? Let's talk about the unknown man. Who the fuck is the unknown unknown man? I don't know. He's unknown, right? There's a man in Canada that has been arrested since 2013. The Canadian government just can't figure out who he is. This man claims to be Herman Emmanuel Fankum, a French citizen. Why did I say French like that? French. Wow. 11 countries have joined in on figuring out who he is, but they just can't figure it out. So who the fuck is this guy, and why is he in a maximum security prison in Canada? Even though we don't know his full name, let's just call him Herman, right? For like, so we don't get confused. Um, some backstory on Herman. He uh, landed in Montreal after coming from Cuba. On October 2012. When he arrived at customs, he explained to officials that his sister died and that he wanted to attend the funeral. He had everything to prove it, so they gave it to him, you know. He had a return ticket, hotel reservation, and money in his account, so they gave him a visa for 10 days. Herman didn't leave after his visa ended. Uh, he stayed for six months after the expiration. Police found this out when they arrested him. <laughs> um, uh, the police also found out that Herman had had some business going on in, in Canada, you know. Herman and his four associates uh, were interested in buying a commercial property from a man in Toronto. But Herman and his associates told the man that the money would arrive, but from South Africa. And a large amount, too. If I was a man, I'd be like, fuck no. Give me my money now, or you don't get it. Why would you agree if you if the money isn't on hand? Once the money arrived, it had been covered in a black coating. Herman explains that it had to be covered in a black coating so it could make it all the way to, to Canada. 
And then, if that wasn't sketchy enough, Herman explained to the man that he needed to pay more money to clean it with chemicals. And the man still agreed. And then the man figures out the money's fake. <laughs> the man lost $450,000. When Herman got arrested in April 2013 for this shit, police found him at a hotel under a different name. Um, when they finally got a hold of him, he said that his passport wasn't on him, but he had a he had an ID. That shit was fake. And the the cops were like, "Oh, what the fuck is this? Fake it to my ID." Uh, however, police charged him with fraud and impersonation. If you guys don't know what impersonation is, it's assuming the identity of another person with intent to deceive. Thanks, dictionary. Oh, why does it taste so like that? Lacroix sponsored me. Uh, after police figured out that he was just a visitor, they called border services. He was then taken to immigration custody to get deported back to France, as he said he was a French citizen. Herman insisted to go to court in Canada for his charges instead of getting punishment of deportation back to France. So he he was like, nah, I don't want to get deported back to France. Why don't you guys just charge me here in Canada? I want to stay. Canadian government was like, oh, well, um, let's do what he says, you know. Uh, we were trying to let him go easy, but if he wants to get charged, he will. He got charged, and he is still serving in a maximum security prison in Canada today. Today, to this day, he's still serving there. Canadian authorities... <laughs> what the fuck was that? Canadian authorities are confused on what to do because they don't know what his real name or, or where the fuck he's from. Um... This is when other countries began investigating Herman's case. They found like they found that his fingerprints match similar fraud cases in other countries like countries like uh, Haiti, Cameroon and the UK. The French police can't confirm that he was not a French citizen because they um they seized they went on an operation and seized a ton of fake passports and a counterfeit passport and they found that like they found the supplier that was making them and he admitted that one of them was selling under the name Herman Emanuel Fankum so who is this guy nobody knows why does he refuse to give his identity nobody knows where is he really from nobody knows um He's still serving in the Canadian prison today. Um, he doesn't tell authorities who he is. And when they ask him nicely, he says, fuck off. And he he just wants to be free. But nobody knows who he is, and so they can't take him anywhere. So they're keeping him until he reveals his identity. And that, ladies and gentlemen, 
is the unknown man. Thanks for listening. Um, once again, if you could leave a like and subscribe and comment down below what you thought about the invisible, uh, the invisible man, the unknown man, because that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so if you could like leave a like and subscribe, that'd be cool, you know, um, for more shit like this, it'd be awesome. And hopefully I, you guys found this video informative and entertaining as usual. That's how I want it to be. Um, yeah, it was nice to be back in here, uh, make a video for you guys and stay safe. Uh, once again, wear a mask, wear protection. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Who knows what the mystery will be. Thank you.